0: O Rex Glorie, O King of glory, Lord of hosts, leave us not orphans, but send unto us the promised, of the Father, the Spirit of truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Dear Canons, dear faithful, since last Thursday, the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord, Holy Church has been praying these words, beseeching the eternal word to send us the promised paraclete, the consoler, the Spirit of truth. Today, Holy Church sends up her voice of praise for the coming of the Holy Spirit. On this day, the Holy Ghost, the personal and substantial love of the Father and the Son came upon the disciples in the upper room in Jerusalem, where they were gathered together in prayer with the Immaculate Virgin, Mother of the Church, awaiting the promise of the Savior. He came upon weak and timid men, but when he had poured himself upon them, they are transformed into great apostles, the teachers of the divine word, the fearless and untiring searchers of souls, the foundation of Holy Church. What a change had been wrought in these timid followers of Jesus, who had fled from him in the hour of his greatest need, and who after his resurrection hid themselves behind locked doors out of fear of the Jews. Their fear and their weakness have now disappeared, and the whole world is not large enough for the exercise of that pastoral zeal, nor less than the the conversion of all the end of their noble ambition, following the last instructions of the Master, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. But dear friends, that same Holy Ghost who brought about this marvelous change in the apostles comes to us, rather he abides within us if we fulfill the condition our Lord lays down in this day's gospel, namely, that we love him. And he makes the test of our love, the keeping of his word. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If we love him, the Father will love us, and the Father and the Son will come to us and make their abode with us through the indwelling of the Holy Ghost in our souls. The Holy Spirit is our sanctifier. It is he to whom are ascribed the works of divine love. He dispenses all of the graces which the merits of Jesus Christ have won for us by his sacrificial death upon the cross. He purifies from sin and unites our souls to God. He dwells in every one of us who have been baptized and are free from serious sin. And by his light and strength, He gives us help to overcome all of the temptations which assail us. He is the spirit of joy and sweetness, filling us with the fear of God, urging us on in the love of God, guarding us from the loss of his friendship by the convincing sweetness of his consolation. How greatly then should we love and adore the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Most Holy Trinity! We should call upon him often and pray to him. I think that we do not invoke the Holy Ghost enough. We pray certainly to the Eternal Father, and most especially to His Divine Son, and so indirectly honor the Triune God. But we should pray more frequently to the Holy Ghost specifically. We should call upon Him to give us, if we have it not, the grace of God, and to increase in us the fire of divine charity, that we may realize in ourselves the promise of the abiding of God in us by the keeping of his law. We see what importance Holy Church places on invoking the Holy Ghost. She tells her ministers that they must kneel in the midst of the sacred liturgy when they invoke him in the prayers of Vene Creator Spiritus and Vene Sancti Spiritus. What folly it is for us to imagine that God can have a dwelling place in our sin-stained souls. How can the Holy Spirit find pleasure in one who, by mortal sin, has made himself an enemy of God, who have been guilty of a deliberate act of rebellion against his Maker and been unfaithful to or left unheeded his pressing but gentle invitations to conversion. Alas for us, if this Pentecost finds us in such a state. maler to us, if the voice of our consciences have been silenced. This is one of the ultimate punishments for the wicked in this life. Spiritual blindness which inevitably leads to final impenitence, that which the Holy Church calls the sin against the Holy Ghost. This day then can bring no joy to us who may be in such an unhappy state. The Holy Spirit has no abiding place within such souls. We have not loved the Son because we have not kept his commandments. He that loves me not, keeps not my words. And because we have not loved him, the Father and he will not come to us. The loving Holy Ghost cannot be master of such a house. We have driven him out who ought to be our best friend and thrown open the gates of our souls to our mortal enemy. Will you remain thus, you who are in such state? Let us let not this day go, and tomorrow find you unrepentant. Rather, grieve over your past sins, keep the law of God, and then we shall have the fullness of the Holy Ghost. In the collect of this day's Mass, we pray that we might have a right judgment in all things and evermore rejoice in his consolation. This is the truth from on high, which the Holy Ghost teaches to us, to relish and savor the things of God, and therein find true consolation and happiness. In order to guide us, he gives us the divine law. Rationalism and naturalism will have it that man's true happiness consists in following their principles, which are the principles of pride and sensuality. Faith, on the other hand, teaches us humility, mortification, and self-denial. And these are what bring us to true union with our infinite and sovereign good. Dear friends, let us not be fooled by the spirit of the world, that world which has no part with God, which desires to convince us of a plurality of truths, that we could perhaps even make our own truth. So many souls are in a state of sadness and depression today because they do not embrace THE truth with a capital T. They do not follow the divine law, which is there for our true consolation and our ultimate happiness. But the central man does not perceive these things. Those who are of the world will not receive him, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, nor knows him. Because the wisdom of the flesh is the enemy of God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it ever be. But you will know him, because you he shall abide with you and shall be in you. Let us then beg of the Holy Ghost to instill in us a taste for the things which please him. In savoring the things of heaven, let us pursue them all the more. In so doing, we shall one day come to see God face to face that dulcis ospes anime, the sweet guest of our souls, the eternal and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.